Blog Talk Radio. This is Colin from Can I Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know that sound. It is now Monday night. It is Attitude Air Live on 89.1 Ken's FM. We're at darn near a year on the air with 89.1 Ken's FM. Thanks to Ken Bartz, the greatest radio engineer that ever came to Fargo-Moorhead from Beach, North Dakota. And we thank him. Next week, he's going to be out with us for the first couple minutes. We, have a, we want to present him with an award from the show, uh, but we'll talk about that later. And we have a big show, uh, as always, but first off, let's uh, introduce our new co-host. It is Sylvester J. Fox. How are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful today, Icon. Thanks for having me in the studio. All right, and, uh, and of course, we have Matthias. How are you? Well, after a long-awaited uh, work week, taking a long extra weekend to get some wrestling in and whatnot, it feels good to uh, be sitting next to a legendary manager in the wrestling business, Sylvester J. Fox, here to do another uh Wonderful show on 89.1 Ken's FM. Now, everybody might be wondering, what happened to uh, Granny Hulkster? Well, Granny Hulkster um, has been absent the last few weeks, so we kind of had to fill that void. So I figured what's the, the best thing to do would be find the best independent manager that ever came into the wrestling business, and that would be Sylvester J. Fox. And uh, we're glad that he's here. And we're glad that Matthias is here, and Granny, wherever you are, you know we love you. We want you to come back eventually, but I had to fill that void, so we are going to do that. Let's well, a lot of people love her, but I'm not necessarily a fan, but there's a lot of history between the two of us that we can talk about another time there, Icon. Well, the way I understand it, she's not really a fan of yours either. So. <laughs> <laughs> However... <laughs> <laughs> However, we'll uh, we'll move on. Let's talk about uh, our show tonight and who we have on. Uh, and uh, this is actually pretty cool because we have Zach and Catherine DeLorean. Their father, of course, was the inventor of the uh, time machine from Back to the Future, John DeLorean. So we're going to have both of them on. Of course, I haven't told them that they're both going to be on together, but we'll see how that goes. We're going to have David Pomerantz. He's a... Um, He's an award-winning musician, American singer, composer, lyricist, and uh, uh, he does a lot of writing for musical theater, and uh, he's also the ambassador of Operation Smile. So uh, if that's what I think it is, I'm going to see if uh, having him on the show tonight will help fix my teeth, because I could use some extra ones, as everybody knows. And we have Stacey Deanna, and uh, she is a featured entertainer, and... Uh, she can talk to us about what it's like to be a Petri entertainer. So we have a big show tonight, and as we do every night. So let's first talk a little bit about uh, what Matthias has been up to. Well, lately I uh, had, of course, another work week delivering beer, driving truck, as you all know. Thursday I decided to take off and have myself a little Matthias vacation, so I traveled down to Mankato, Minnesota, where I hung out with a few new friends, a few new family members, had a few drinks, you know, had a good time. And I decided, well, you know, you got to get some ring work in. So I decided to travel after that. So I drove four and a half hours to Mankato. Then I followed by driving six hours down south to Omaha, Nebraska for Magnum Pro Wrestling, where I got to meet 
Mike and Maria Bennett, uh, who are WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan stars, that kind of thing. They, uh, they decided to do a little seminar before the show, which I got to be a part of, which was pretty sweet. And I decided, well, you know, it's time to get back home. So after that, I drove another six hours back to Fargo, North Dakota, where I decided to pass out for an ungodly amount of time for Sunday before I came back to work uh, just today. And, uh, well, you know, Sylvester J. Fox is a legend in his own mind. No, I shouldn't say that. Uh, no, Grant, he is. <laughs> Gr- Grant, Granny would say that. But, uh, you know, Sylvester, you and I have had uh, uh, several different uh, events together, have we not? Oh, absolutely, Icon. We worked uh, the very first uh, uh, PWA show here in Fargo in the middle of COVID. I mean, what a great opportunity. Uh We've worked together. You've been to AWF shows in the past. Uh, got what was it uh, when I was working with uh, was it Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Oh, when I got the haircut from Bruce the Barber Beefcake. You were was, standing in the front row. I think you handed him his shears, didn't I, you? I did. I did. As a matter of fact, I even got. I, I still have some of your locks. Uh, the I, I, disrespect I try, he shows the right. heels, man. Well, look, Absolutely. I, I, I wanted to donate to Locks of Love, but they said, who's the farmer? I said, Sylvester J. Fox. They said, no, that's okay. We'll, uh, we'll pass. Uh, we want to keep our kids uh, uh, healthy and decent. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but anyway, uh, actually, you know, you and I also, also if I'm not mistaken, you have, I have also worked uh, a couple, uh, what was it, uh, Maui Madnesses together. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> the Maui Madness that you that we have during the during March Madness every single year, uh, with Bob Bob Footed of Footed Construction. Yeah, great guy, great opportunity to get together. You guys had live bands, right? And right uh, um, autograph signings. Uh, we had uh, uh, we had a lot of great names in for autograph signings, right? Uh, uh, my favorite, of course, Mariah Prussia, who's a well, who's a big fan of the show. I love Mariah. Of course, uh, badass Billy Gunn. He was uh, here, right? Mick, oh, Mick Foley. We Mick had Mick Foley in one time. One Rick year. Flair. Rick Flair. We um, had uh, um, uh, Buff Bagwell, Scott Steiner, uh, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. And you know, there's you know, Sylvester. There's still people and Matthias. You can chime in here anytime. Uh, we have about uh, we have about ten minutes before our first guest calls in. But uh, you know, there's people that. Still think that Buff Bagwell and I have heat, and that is not the case. Uh, there was a little misunderstanding with me and uh, Buff, and you know me when it comes to uh, when it comes to celebrities and people that are more famous than me, which of course doesn't take too much. Uh, just ask your guys, uh, and just ask yourselves. You'll, you'll tell everybody that. Uh, but uh, I, I guess. You know, I was uh, a too clingy, I guess. But you know, when you finally get to meet one of your heroes, I mean, what are you what, what are you gonna do? You know, I mean, well, and here's the thing too with being a professional wrestler and being in the business. I I got told about this when I was at the seminar, and I cut. I completely agree with this. Back when you first watch wrestling, you're a mark. You're a mark to the business. You just go crazy every time you see a big name come out. When you're at a show, you you go crazy when a big name comes out, and you're just going ballistic. I've watched them since the beginning of their career, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Well, when Mike and Maria Bennett walked into the venue in Omaha, I just looked at them, treated them like they're normal people. Whereas when you're in the business, you can't really mark out for big names, or else you just look like you're odd, where you you just treat them like they're one of the family. You're all in the ring together. You're all one big happy family. So, like I said, it's just 
it's different experiencing being in the business, meeting one of your heroes, than it is outside. Whereas, like, if I'm at a music concert and I see ACDC playing, which I know they never will again, unfortunately, uh, if I could see Kiss playing again, I'd definitely maybe do a little, you know, cheer if I got to meet them. But other than that, it's like being in the wrestling business, you never really mark out for your for your heroes, so call it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I had the opportunity to take a DDT from Jake to Stank Roberts, which was like a life goal for me. But at the same time, like you said, like Matthias said, you know, you the 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 you know behind behind the curtains when we're not performing, that's supposed to be a safe haven. That's supposed to be a time where you know everybody treats everybody the same. We all put our pants on the same every day. So I'm going to guess that you know Buff didn't feel like he you know he had to have his game on at the time that he was working with you because you were probably interviewing him and whatever and um you know as matthias said maybe you marked out a little too much yeah but perhaps. uh but that isn't that isn't heat that's just you know he you you getting offended or not getting offended about the fact that he he wanted some some personal space uh on a side note icon didn't you like have an uh, a life-altering experience on the way home from from a Maui Madness one time, didn't you get sideswiped in a in your car and had to be airlifted to Sanford or something? Well, you well, got you got to tell us this backstory. I can't remember this. Well, we, we we got a few minutes here, yeah. uh, uh, but no, I I was a gal actually ran a red light uh, or stop sign and uh, hit me, uh, my girlfriend who's now my wife at the time, and uh, my co-host Big Swing, and uh, unfortunately ever since then Big Swing has not been back. Uh, too far ago since then. I mean, yeah, he went all the way. Oh my God! Who the uh, hell right. cares? Uh, but uh, anyway, you know. But we know that he's listening, and everybody can tell when he's listening because he likes to play these stupid little, uh, you know, little sayings. Oh my God! Like who the hell cares? For a while, like every time you tell a bad joke, you gotta hear the womp womp womp, right, or whatever. So I, I think he. he oh my God! Who the hell cares? Okay, I don't know if that was you or if that was Big Swing, but either than that, you know, I'm trying to defend Big Swing. So hey, if that was him. Big, big, remember, Big Swing has access to that stuff. I do not. Well, I mean, I, I, I think maybe sometime you try to take over every once in a while. <laughs> you try to take control there, Icon, because I don't think Big Swing would do that when I'm defending him. But you never know. You never know. Well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, we have, uh, uh, we're, uh, we're going to be going to our first guest here uh, shortly. Uh, but uh, once I get uh, both guests in uh, queue, but you you survived that thing all right. You didn't. You know, I, I thought you left in a neck brace or something. I, I did. My yeah. my car did not survive either. Oh. Um, that uh, that was my second brush with death. Yeah, my second Chevy Cruze, and uh, uh, I Chevy uh, Cruze. I, I moved into a. Um, Moved into what I'm driving now, the Icon Mobile, which is an Equinox, and not that you guys care, but uh, the DMV, and thanks to uh, the place I bought it from, they have it uh, registered as a 2019 Chevy Equinox Icon Edition. All right. So it's the only one of its kind. <laughs> they named it after you as a tribute to your survival that day, or what? Well, no, the fact that I had, I, I had bought four, that was the fourth oh. car I bought from them because three of my other cars were destroyed. They're like, ah, well, I guess we'll give them, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. We'll name that icon. Right. So uh, our, I know our first guest is uh, on and listening. Uh, we'll be going to you in just a few uh, seconds after we hear from our sponsor. 
Uh, but uh, as a matter of fact, why don't we do that now? Let's take a little, quick little time out. We'll hear from our sponsor, and uh, we will be back after these messages with our first guest. So give us a second, and we will be right back. The new Wood Spring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. <coughs> And Woodspring Suites is a good hotel, and uh, we want all the wrestlers uh, that uh, st- that come to Fargo and are managed by Sylvester J. Fox to stay at Woodspring Suites. We also want to thank uh, the great Scott Helmrass for putting that commercial together for our sponsor, Woodspring Suites. But I'll tell you what, let's uh, let's go ahead. We'll start with our our first guest, and we'll wait for our second guest to call in. This is going to be fun. So, ladies and gentlemen, flying. Out of the green room and landing in the ring in a DeLorean time machine. We have the children of the one and only John DeLorean. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Zach and Catherine DeLorean. How are you folks? I'm doing well. Hey. How are you doing, man? Hey, guys. Hey. How are you? It's good. it's good to have both of you on. It's good to be yeah, here. Thanks. You gave me a... <laughs> Hey, Zach, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Now, I, 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 I do apologize. I did not mention to you guys that uh, you were both going to be on at the same time. But what happened is I, 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 booked, uh, I booked Zach, and then uh, I gave Catherine the same date. And I figured you guys wouldn't mind, since I'm sure you guys know each other, that you guys wouldn't mind being on the air together. Not at all. <laughs> it's no, nice, that's fine, nice man. Surprise. Yeah. Okay, so here's how we're gonna do this. Uh, I gave you guys a, uh, I gave you guys a little script. Uh, here's what we're gonna do. We'll have Zach do the script first, and then we'll have uh, Catherine do the script second. So I'll count you down, Zach, and then you can do it. And then we'll have Catherine do it. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, this is Zach DeLorean. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Kens FM with your hosts, the Icon, the Big Swing, Granny Hulkster, and the Modern Nightmare, Matthias. And Catherine, ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, this is Kat DeLorean. You're listening to the Attitude Era of Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your hosts, the Icon, the Big Swing, Granny Hulkster, and the Modern Nightmare, Matthias. Okay, so uh, here's what we're going to do here. And... Uh, First off, I do want to thank you guys for both being on tonight. You guys are awesome, and uh, uh, this is this is your time, but I hope you guys don't mind we asking a lot of questions about uh, your father because he was a genius. And uh, uh, here in Fargo, North Dakota, we, uh, we honor your dad for all the stuff that you did in the automobile industry, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, no worries. I'm perfectly fine with that. Yep. Perfect. All right, so I'm going to ask a few questions. I'm going to go to Matthias, and then we'll go to Sylvester J. Fox, and then uh, we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you guys the tougher questions. But first off, when uh, when you guys found out that uh, the the car that your father invented was going to be in the movie Back to the Future, 
uh, did you guys know this ahead of time, or did you guys get to go down for a screening, or how did that come about when you found out about that? Uh, well, I, I, um, I found out in the movie. Like, I think my mom uh, took Catherine and I both to see the movie in the theater. So I, I really wasn't aware that it was, like, in the movie and I was pretty young at the time. So, uh, my dad's car popped up and I was kind of like thrown back by it, you know, cause we had just been through the trial and divorce and things like that. So it kind of threw me off a little bit. And Catherine, what was your reaction? For me, because the car and the movie were introduced so early on in my life, it it feels like the car has always been synonymous with the movie. I don't have the same kind of early memories that Zach does because um, I was so very small. So for me, the car and the movie have always been a thing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of curious now, uh, when you guys, uh, since your dad invented the, uh, the DeLorean uh, car, uh, were you guys both thinking, Hey, as soon as we turn 18 and get our license, we're going to have a, we're going to get a car. Did that happen? Not for me, no. <laughs> that That's kind of a really interesting way to ask the same question I think we've both been asked a thousand times before, which is, do you have one? Why don't you have one? Kind of where you're going. Did we anticipate getting one? Um, the, 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 more, the longer answer to Zachary's TLDR <laughs> is, uh, is, is there was a complicated relationship between the car and my brother and I, that um, I, I, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. Sorry, Zach, but I heard you say it no, as you're well. Fine. Um, until, until we reached a certain point in our lives. And, and a lot of, of for, for me at least, and I've heard Zach say it recently too, a lot of our recent relationship with the car and the legacy of my father has come from the past few decades of interacting with the people who have been inspired by it and whose lives have been changed by it and just all the people who kept the dream alive. So, um, when we were turning 18, owning a DeLorean wasn't exactly high on our list. My canned response used to be, if there was an iconic representation of your entire life falling apart, would you park it in your driveway? I didn't think so. Um, so it, it, it's changed for me and from what I've heard from my brother as well, but I don't think either one of us were there by the time we were 18 years old. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I actually like the way that you said that, uh, but uh, I, I just got to ask, and we'll uh, then we'll uh, do the roundtable here. Uh, did any uh, did uh, your dad ever drive one to school for you uh, for you kids? And uh, did you use one for show and tell? That would be um, a bad question. <laughs> um, I don't. I can't remember him ever. We um, so when the car was being developed. And then when it went into production, um, we we were I was going to school in the New York City. Catherine was very young, um, so we lived in New York City in Manhattan. And then my dad bought a farm in New Jersey. Um, so going to school in New York, even when the car came out, um, you know I was taking I was taking the public bus, or my dad would walk me to school in the morning depending on what time of year it was. And um, so then, you know, uh, 
fast forward, I was, I had just gone into the fifth grade when my dad got arrested um, in October, actually a couple weeks before my birthday. And um, we, we, so I, I finished out the school year in New York city. And then between the, the summer of fifth grade and sixth grade, um, the four of us moved out to the farm in New Jersey. And so I went to school out in New Jersey and he never, I, I think at that point there may have been a DMC in the garage. Um, I think after he got arrested, I think it, it wasn't there anymore from what I, if I can remember correctly. Um, and so it, it really never, like once he, once he was arrested, it was never really kind of like something that we really talked about necessarily, you know? Um, sure. but I used to get, I used to get questions, uh, when I was going to school in New York city, you know, because the going doors, you know, and, and kids in like third grade, man, we're all, we're all idiots, right? We don't know anything. And especially the two co-hosts I have tonight. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. So, you know, and then like, no, you're good, man. And and so like kids would ask me questions like, does your dad's car fly? You know, and you get stuff like that. But, uh, but like, you know, I remember before he got arrested, he'd have one out in New Jersey and we go for rides in it around and out, out in New Jersey and things like that. You know, um, not too often. I don't know if that yeah, answers your question at all, but. Thank goodness it wasn't too often because you guys always stuck me in the luggage rack, and that wasn't fun. Because you're small. Because <laughs> no, you're small. It's perfect, man. Small. It's just a really small space. That's my memory of growing up as a DeLorean, is being shoved in the luggage rack so that Zach and Dad could drive around the farm in it. Now, Captain, well, now, uh, before we do the roundtable, let me ask you this. Uh, with you in the luggage rack, how many times did they hit 88 miles per hour? <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, I, I actually don't know. I was, I was too busy yelling about being stuck in the <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. We're gonna we're gonna do a roundtable here. We'll, we'll start with Matthias. Uh, now, Matthias, he is a Back to the Future geek. Uh, 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 he's not a geek now, but back then he was. Uh, what do you have? We have a uh, we have the DeLorean. Uh, uh, children, uh, we have of course Zach and Catherine, and we're on eighty-nine point one Ken's FM. We got uh, twenty-three minutes. Uh, Modern nightmare. What do you have for our guests? Go ahead. Well, I would just say Icon kind of took all my questions there. You are talking to the man from every woman's dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, Matthias. I am a professional wrestler here out of North Dakota. Uh, I just want to welcome you guys on the show. Um, I Thank guess you. I would say I have. I have uh, one adversary in the ring that I still have uh, I still have some uh, issues with, and his name is the Time Traveler DeLorean Diggs, and I uh, I uh, have a few issues with him in the ring that I got to take care of. So thank you, Icon, for bringing up some traumatic memories in the ring. <laughs> so uh, I before you, before you continue, I, I just want to ask uh, Zach and Catherine, uh, do you want to find this wrestler and sue him for gimmick infringement? No, Do I? Good. No, man. I ain't no. got time for that. 
<laughs> okay, all right. I, I just uh, okay, Matthias, go ahead. But uh, Matthias did did beat the guy because uh, he uh, he uh, he wasn't really a time traveler, and he, I believe he drove a Pinto. But go ahead, Matthias, what do you got? Yeah, I think it was a, it was a square box cars, maybe a Volkswagen Bug or something. But <laughs> but uh, I always called him Mister Marty Wannabe McFly, and uh, we always had our little bouts in there. Um, I guess Icon, like I said, pretty much took all my questions, but. Um, as a professional wrestler, I always, like, if you're walking down the street um, with, like, your bags or whatever, like, people would tend to possibly stop you out on the streets and say hello or get a picture or whatever. Did that kind of ever happen? Like, if you guys were out doing something in, like, town, getting groceries or walking on the street, did everyone, did anyone ever come up and just stop you guys for pictures and stuff knowing that your dad made the DeLorean? Or did that happen, like, later on in life with just you two or anything like that? I, I actually have an interesting answer to this, Zach. Um, so when I was small, to, to, to answer the question about us personally, yes, but for different reasons than what you're asking. So I'm going to tell you the interesting answer to the question about being recognized in public. When I was small, um, I used to see my father, because I was living with my mother, I used to see my father for the holidays in, in uh, between, you know, for school. And so this meant that I had limited time to spend with him. And he made every moment, every day that we spent together during that time very precious. And, and he would take me out to dinner all the time. And we would go out to dinner. And every single time we would go out to dinner, people would take him away from me. And um, one night I actually got very frustrated. And I tugged on the back of his leather jacket. And as a little eight-year-old girl, I ripped the whole back out of his leather jacket. And he said, well, I guess it's time for me to go <laughs> But um, it was hard because that was my time with my dad, and I didn't understand fame very much. And, um, and, and we did get recognized. My favorite response that he gave to people that when he didn't want to deal with somebody that night was people would always say the same thing. Has anybody ever told you you look like John DeLorean? And he, he would either say yes, um, I hear he's very handsome, and then they would realize it's him, or um, he would say, uh, I, I, I get that all the time. Thank you very much. He's a very good-looking man. And when he would say, I get that all the time, you know, it would diffuse the situation and he'd walk away. But they always said the same thing. Nobody ever said, are you John DeLorean? They always said, do you look, do you, did everybody ever tell you you look like him? <laughs> yeah, I get that literally every day. <laughs> yeah, I tend to get recognized or I tend to get uh, confused for a lot of, uh, like I get confused for Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I would say Channing Tatum, maybe a few Zac Efron's here and there. But, yeah, I mean, I just go along with the beat there. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, because I look like Mick Foley. Uh, uh, a, a, a real little sidebar here real quick. I know you guys don't care. I'm going to tell you real quick here. Uh, then we'll go to uh slide and ask you guys a question. I was in Iowa, and a guy came up behind me, and uh, I, I said, dude, what are you doing? He said, well, I didn't want to bother you, sir, but I've always wanted to get a picture with Silent Bob. I loved you in the movie, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike. And I'm like, well, hey, brother, you don't have to, you don't have to hide. Get all your friends around. We'll, I'll take pictures with everybody. So the next thing you know, 25 uh, Iowa Hawkeye fans are standing next to me. I'm in the middle wearing my NDSU stuff, and they think I'm Silent Bob. <coughs> And and uh, and uh, I I did not sign any autographs because that would definitely get me in serious trouble. 
But uh, imagine what those guys would think when they were showing their their pictures uh, with them and Silent Bob, and like, that wasn't Silent Bob. That's an icon from Fargo. But hey, he's got a picture with him. Anyway, we have uh, we have uh, we have the, the DeLoreans uh, with us here, and we are on eighty nine point one Kins FM. We got about uh, eighteen minutes. Uh, Sylvester J. Fox, what do you have for our guest? Go ahead. Well, uh, it's nice to, to meet you guys. I appreciate you coming on the show. I, again, my name is uh, Sylvester J. Fox, managerial extraordinaire, and uh, I only manage the, the best in the business. And uh, I just think it's it's super cool that, you know, you guys have the last name DeLorean, and I'm and you you talk about, you know, some of the stuff about being, you know, treated as celebrities and stuff, and I, I bet you got more times in your life where with the last name DeLorean, people assume that you're really not related uh, to John, and that they're like, oh, that's pretty cool. You got the last name DeLorean or whatever, and you kind of just want to say, <laughs> actually, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, you know, it is, it is the truth. It is, is what her name. But, but my serious question I have for you is, is no, actually, I'll tell you my not serious question first. Is it one point twenty one gigawatts or gigawatts? Gigawatts. 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 So gigawatts. spelled yeah. with a G. Pronounced G or like J, gigawatts. Yeah, got it. Yeah. So on a serious question, so the 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 door design, right? Like obviously cars have, uh, you know, similarities that transcend into all different cars or whatever. Did he he have a patent on that door opening design? Because really, there's no other cars that have ever ever done that, and that's what's synonymous with the DeLorean, right? Um. Uh, Catherine might be yes. able to answer that yes. better. I, um, I can. I can't answer the, this. And uh, I actually, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Zach. Okay. Oh, I, what I was going to say was, is that he, Mercedes came out with the going doors back in, I guess, maybe the 50s. And I'm I'm sure the design on my dad's door is different than the design on the Mercedes, but the, he always liked the gullwing look. Um, and so I think that's where that, I think the, that's I think that's where the idea for the gullwing doors on the DMC came from. As far as patents go, I don't know. Catherine probably knows more about that than I would. Yeah. He, uh, so, so yes, actually I, I learned a lot about this patent very recently because, um, Jason, Jason and I, my husband is Jason, have been gathering, um, all of his patents and a lot of his inventions in his history for our DeLorean legacy project, um, webpage. And during this, we actually learned that Tesla uses the same door design, but they changed the hinge that it actually uses. So, so my father does have a patent for the Gullwing doors. He wanted to have the same minimal clearance. I believe he talks about this in his book. He wanted to have the same minimal clearance that you get. You don't bump your, uh, your doors into people's cars in, in his parking lot. Um, but he didn't really like the low head clearance of the doors that actually open like on Lamborghinis. Um, he, he really designed the car so that a large person like him could also fit in it comfortably. And he did re-engineer the Mercedes Gullwing doors, I believe. There's a lot of information that's been crammed in my head in the past couple of weeks, but I believe he re-engineered it to get better clearance so that it actually would open more straight up and down and less going out when it went up. And that was his revolutionary design. 
so those that that patent is was modified a, a, a small amount and is used pretty much on the new Teslas today, which is kind of cool. You know, and I was always curious though with with those doors. Uh, would it be like if you actually parked the car in the garage and try and open the doors in a garage? Uh, I, I, I guess uh, they they have they have a way so you can park the car in the garage and open the doors, right? That's yeah. a question that yeah, but that's a question that people would be more familiar with who actually get to own, own one. <laughs> well, you know, I I. Yeah. I I have I have ridden in one. Of course, the guy that uh, it, not that you guys care, but it was back to the '80s night at the at our local baseball team, and a guy had uh, a DeLorean parked uh, outside the thing, and I took a picture with it, and uh, I actually posted saying, "Hey, the icon's new ride." I mean, he, like I say, he would let me ride in it, but he would not let me drive it for obvious reasons that we talked about at the beginning of the show. Uh, but uh, you know, the, the interesting thing is. Um, the way I understand it, uh, someone had bought uh, had bought the uh, the production plant or something, uh, and you can actually, if you want to restore DeLorean, you you can actually still get the parts today. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. The 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 company that you're or the 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 place you're thinking about is down in Texas, right? So yeah, so there's a lot of um, Obviously, there's a lot of DeLorean owners out there, and there's a lot of people that like keeping the car original. You know, they're 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 keeping using the same six liter, uh, uh, I'm sorry, six liter six cylinder engine, and you know they're not pulling them out and stuffing like a V12 in them. So when the you know if they need like an alternator and they want to keep the car original, then they go they they go down. There's there's a few places throughout the U.S. like in Chicago and in Ohio where you can buy parts from like a distribution center, like a DeLorean distribution center. And then, um, you know, and those are like original parts from the original factory. So you now, can, do you, you know, uh, we have a Zach, Zach and Captain DeLorean with us. We have 11 minutes. I wish it was 11 years because you guys are just awesome. Now I, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm kind of curious now, uh, with, uh, you know, with uh, you know being um, the son and daughter of John DeLorean, I, and I know that they have made documentaries. But uh, when someone approaches you to be part of a documentary, uh, what? How do you guys uh, approach that? Do you like, uh, well, you know, only if we um, do this or talk about this or what, or uh, is it just like an open forum for you guys? You can, you can um, okay. give your answer, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so over the years I've been approached to do quite a few documentaries. Um, I've been fairly selective in the documentaries in the fact that I will speak to the people beforehand and explain to them my position on things and, and generally get an idea of what they want to know. I try not to be restrictive in my information because I'm not here to cultivate a narrative. I will answer questions. Um, but 
I have been a lot more cautious recently in, in who I respond to and who I give my time to because in recent times, some of the information that I've had has been tied to things that have started to paint my father in a light that is is taking the truth to new realms of stressing it. <laughs> and um, and that doesn't serve anybody any good, and I'm it's it's exhausting. So um, as of today, I started to be a little bit more careful. But in the past, I've tried to just be open and honest because I'm I just want people to have access to the information. Well, what uh, and Zach and Zach and Catherine, I guess that leads me to my next question. This may sound like uh, I have an ego, but I do. Uh, I, I I sure hope that uh, I'm at the top of your list for being a uh, an interview that you guys love doing and you love being part of our show because we love having you guys here. And uh, I'll understand if you got if you guys will never take my calls again, but like my relatives do. But uh, I, I hope that I'm at the top of your list of the good guys. No, you're good. Yeah, man. You, you're very yeah. Good. <laughs> Yeah, man, oh, I, I, you know, yeah, you know, if, exactly. if you ever needed to, go ahead, man, exactly. I'm sorry. I, I, Zach, I apologize, too. Uh, that collector's card I made for you, I did not mean to put a K. Uh, I know that you spell <laughs> no, it C-A-C-H. Cool, <laughs> well, what happened was I have autocorrect on, on, on that uh, program I invented, and it, yeah. it does not ever spell Zach with an H. It always spells it with a K, and I did not correct it until you like, oh, I'm like, oh, man, you know. Yeah, that's and, all good, uh, but, man. But you did like the card, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And, Catherine, you liked your card, too, right? I did. I must say, as a technologist, that's the first time I've ever heard autocorrect blamed in a graphics program. Good job. Well... I, well, the, well. Here's the deal. The icon invented the program, so you know it's going to have its flaws. You know, uh, uh, you know, like uh, you know, kind of like uh, like I was telling these guys uh, last week. You know, uh, uh, in Fargo we have four seasons: winter, flood, road construction, and football. And uh, during flood season, there's always a guy. He stands by the river. He waves his toothbrush. I say, "Dude, what are you doing?" He said, "I'm waiting for the crest." <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember when she said she's starting to be more selective starting today. Well, that means now, you, now you just really, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you really <laughs> choked out there. Well, uh, okay. Well, I, I, I'm used to people not ever returning my calls, especially when I call them at two in the morning. Especially me. Right. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, we have uh, we have Zach and. Uh, uh, we have Zach and Catherine DeLorean. We're on 89.1 Kins FM, and we have about uh, six minutes. So uh, I'll ask you guys individually, uh, what would you say you would want your father's legacy to be remembered for most? We'll, we'll start with Zach, and then we'll do Catherine. Um, well, I, I've, I've been asked this question a couple times in, in documentaries that I've, I've done, and um, I, I really believe... I mean, my father did a lot of great things throughout his career, you know, at, at Packard, General Motors, and, and then going out and starting his, his, own, his own deal. Um, I, think the, I think the legacy um, really belongs with the DeLorean owners, the people that own the original um, cars that were manufactured over in Ireland. Um, they, the, I went up to Chicago and got to meet a bunch of them, see the cars, and they just treat them like gold. 
and they're just really down-to-earth people, and everybody's got a story about it and about their car and their adventures and things like that. And, you know, it, you know the car is a legacy itself, but I, I think it's, it, it, it's a testament to what my father was trying to do, and these people are really, I think, you know, they, they really embody that. You know, they're, they're, they really embody the idea of a car that will last forever. Is is I think where the legacy really lies and where it belongs. And uh, Catherine, your thought? Well, I don't have much different to say than Zachary. I will say that in his book, he says that Zachary and I are the greatest legacy that he has. So Zach, not sure if you know that, but he does say that. Um, and 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 to Zach's point, my my whole project, the DeLorean Legacy Project, started because I realized um, one day I said to my husband, I said, you know, all of these people, they come to me and they tell me the same story. I saw the car. I learned about your father. I read his story at some formidable age. Here's how my entire life has changed and is now what it is today because of your father. So it's more than just the owners of these cars for 40 years. It's everybody who has been inspired by my father's story. My goal in life, what I do now, I retired from my career to go on to become a mentor so that I could help change the world one person at a time through inspiration. My father passed away over a decade ago, and he still inspires and changes the world one person at a time just by daring to dream and by being who he was. His legacy is that he may have created a whole bunch of things that changed the world. He may have inspired the entire muscle car era just by manufacturing his own personal car for everybody else to have. But in the end, he, his legacy is the inspiration he is to all the people that love him and admire him. And I think that is pretty much what Zach said in just a few more words. It's about the people. It's about the owners. It's about the people who keep that story and that dream alive. I call him the keeper no. of the flame. That's my name. Now, do you uh, do you uh, do either of you uh, have like uh, or, or even uh, as a joint project uh, to write a book together, or is that uh, off the table at this point? Um, um, I had go go ahead. I had actually started the the, the the legacy project as a book to provide something that was um, in in writing that was affirmative for the fans and for the people to have that they could then go and use to say, here's the positive stories about um, the DeLorean. Uh, it's turned into the movement that it has on my side. But if Zachary would like to write a book about this whole experience with me, I'm all for it. Let's do it. <laughs> and then I'll tell you what. I'm, uh... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll help you guys make it a New York Times bestseller. I will, like, I will write the forward for that book. And I guarantee you when they <laughs> see the name Zach. Catherine DeLorean and the icon on one cover of a book. Just think of the just think of how the the money will roll in with the three of us yeah. tag teaming on a book. Triple teaming on a book. I, I can see it. Yeah, we'll, Our name is in light. Yeah, we'll we'll put you on the cover wearing your uh, wrestling speedo. Yes. Yes. Uh, I was just thinking about the folding chairs. Like how can we incorporate folding my chairs? My eyes. 
my poor well, well, eyes. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Actually, uh, it's it's for me. It's not a, a speedo. It's more like a, a slingshot. No. Uh, anyway, uh, but no. What I'm saying, you know, that would that would be really cool. Uh, the, here here would be the cover of the book. Uh, we I stand in front of the doorway, and you guys come our, come up behind me with folding chairs. <laughs> yeah, there you okay. go. Yeah, that works. I like it. <laughs> and then, then we could even do a video of it. You pulling the chairs right out of the 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 the, the <coughs> trunk or whatever you call that, uh, the boot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh we all right uh we we only got we only got about uh, 60 seconds here real quick here so uh if our fans wanted to check you guys out and uh i don't know maybe keep up with you guys uh uh we'll do Zach and Catherine do you guys have a Facebook an Instagram a YouTube a Twitter a Twitch a TikTok what do you guys got uh Zach first Oh uh, I've got just a Facebook it's personal just look up Zach DeLorean and you'll uh, you'll see a picture of me and my dad. I have real long hair on, wearing long hair, and there's a picture of my dog in the background. And uh, don't tell them that the icon sent you out. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Catherine, <laughs> go ahead. What do you got? I, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. I'm Cat DeLorean on Instagram, Catherine DeLorean on Facebook, and I have the DeLorean Legacy Project. If you want to come tell me your story and check out what I'm all about and to reach me there, it's cat at DeLoreanLegacy.org. Well, I'll tell you what. I want to thank you guys for uh, for joining us tonight. You have been so awesome. And most importantly, I want to thank you guys for being uh, a friend of the icon, a friend of the show, and we'll definitely get you guys both back on again. Uh, so if you guys decide to write a joint book, I, I'm ready to help you guys make it a bestseller, and I guarantee it, it at least will sell out here in Fargo, North Dakota. We'll get you flied out here. We'll do a premiere right in front of the uh, the Fargo Theater. It'll be Zach, Catherine, the icon, and Marty McFly, Jr., on the big screen. Sounds All good, right, man. You folks have a great day. We Thank love you. you guys. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, man. Bye-bye. All right. Zach and Catherine DeLorean. Uh, now, hey, guys, that was a great interview. Was it not or what? Let me tell you. Was it? Yeah, that was pretty interesting to, to, to talk about, you know, getting recognized by their dad making that car and stuff. Just It was, it was pretty interesting. I, I'd have to agree. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Our next guest is waiting in the wings. We need to uh, take a time out to listen to uh, one of our sponsors, and we'll be back right after these messages with our next guest. Give us about 30 seconds, and we will see you on the flip side. Ladies and gentlemen, the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on 89.1 Ken's FM, stepping out of the green room and rocking down the aisle. The greatest American singer, composer, lyricist, and also the ambassador of Operation Smiles. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man, the legend himself. He is David Pomerantz. Well, ho. Hello there. How are you? Hey, David. How's it going, bud? 
It's going well. Shall I, shall I uh, do this thing you wanted me to do here? I'm going to read this. Are you ready? Sure, go ahead. Shall I? Here we go. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, this is, this, <laughs> this is David Pomerantz. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. Woo! All right, so here's how we're going to do this. Uh, uh, can we call you David? Should we call you Mr. Pomerantz, uh, DP? Uh, how would you like us to address you, sir? <laughs> uh, my name is David. No worries. Any way okay. you want. All right, uh, so, David, uh, we, have, uh, yes, we, have, we have David Pomerantz. We're on 89.1 Kens FM. We've got uh, 28 minutes, and we're going to have some fun with David. Uh, but first, what we're going to do here is have you give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll... Uh, uh, then I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and I'll come back and ask you the difficult questions. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, about myself. Well, let's see. I've been writing songs and making records my whole life. Um, my gosh, I've, I've written uh, a, a bunch of hit songs that your listeners may know, uh, starting with uh, uh, Barry Manilow hits, uh, Trying to Get the Feeling Again. I wrote that. I wrote uh, the old songs with uh, my buddy, my buddy, Buddy K. And uh, I've written for God, you know, uh, uh, Freddie Mercury. I've written for God, too. He's one of my big fans. Uh, Fre- Freddie Mercury and uh, uh, Bette Midler and Missy Elliott and lots and lots and lots and lots of people. And I make records and I write for the theater. And that's it in 60 seconds. <laughs> awesome. But I've been doing, I've been so- doing this all my, I've been doing this all my life. I've I had my first record deal when I was uh, 18 on Decca. I was on Arista and Atlantic, and uh, it's my life, music. And, uh, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you, uh, you put out your first <coughs> album when you were, when you were 18. Uh, yes. what, what was that like when you, uh, when you finally had, had an album out, you went to the store, you saw, uh, you saw your album, uh, like, um, for sale, and you heard your first song on the uh, on the radio. What was that like? What kind of experience was that? Because uh, I've never experienced that. Well, that's a great question. Uh, it was it was pretty great. It was really great. Um, I was in Miami, and um, and it came on the radio, one of my songs, you know. And there it was, you know. And uh, it was very a warm, satisfying experience. I mean, to say the least. That was for my own album. When I first heard one of my songs on the radio sung by another artist, I had a I was had a pullover. I was driving, and I couldn't believe what I was looking at. Pretty pretty amazing feeling. Well, and uh, you know, you guys, he said he couldn't believe what he was looking at, so obviously it wasn't a picture of me. Anyway, we <laughs> we have a David Farmer, <laughs> so I guess we're on eighty nine point one Kids FM. We got uh, twenty five minutes. Now you have uh, <clears throat> you have been an opening act for a lot of my heroes: Rod Stewart, Billy Joel. Uh, you opened for The Doors. You opened for Three Dog Night. Mm. Uh, and <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I, I know that uh, people are going to. Um, uh, you're going to say, yeah, right, when I say this. But, uh, you know, the thing is, did you know that you actually sang the theme song to my all-time favorite TV show, Perfect Strangers? Uh-oh. Uh, oh, whoa. Your song, yeah, your song, Nothing's Gonna Stop Me Now, has been my theme song, my life work, ever since I started watching that show. Whoa. 
Well, that's awesome. That is so awesome. That song and, was written, uh, uh Yeah, go on. Keep, keep going. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say the song, it's a great song. I, I sang it. Yes, I did. I was the singer on, on the show. Uh, it's a great song. Standing tall on the wings of my dream. That's a great song. Rise and fall. Yep. That's it, man. <laughs> That's it. I, yeah. It's a great message, and, uh, and I love singing it. It was really one of my favorite things to do. You know, and, and the, the best line in that song, because it's my life. In my dream, ain't yeah. nothing going to stop me now. Stop uh, me now. So there. Yeah, so, yeah, we have Dave Palmer, our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, we <clears> have 24 <throat> minutes. I'm going to ask you a couple more questions, and then we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me, and I'm going to ask you the uh, more difficult questions. So uh, um, okay. be prepared for that. Uh, you know, you also, okay. um, the way I understand it, you're also pretty famous in the Philippines. You had the number third, you had the 13th best-selling album in the Philippines, uh, "The Eyes of Christmas" and "On This Day." Correct? Wow! Yeah, um, the Philippines is uh, was was a surprise. Um, it, it actually came to me for no reason that I could think of, other than here you are. And the entire country, I don't know if you know Filipinos, but they're so incredibly lovely. They're very, very good people, decent, straight-ahead people. I mean, like anywhere, any people around the world, you know, you've got some who are not. But, but mostly those, those folks are, are as sweet as can be and, uh, and uh, very honest and, and, and good. So when I got the, the message, someone actually called me. And it was an agent, and they said, your, your records are huge in the Philippines. And I had no idea what he was talking about. I, I don't even think I knew what the Philippines was, I'm sorry to say, at the time. This is back in the 80s, you know. And, right. um, and I went over there and started to play arenas and coliseums and blah, blah, blah. And it's been one of the, one of the true blessings of my life. That's for true. You know, and, the, the, and, I, and, I, and the other yeah. cool thing... The other cool thing about us, uh, David, and we'll uh, do a roundtable. Uh, you know, we're actually uh, we're actually one of the higher-rated shows in Dhaka, Dhaka, Bangladesh, and Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, and that's that's not a farce. That is true. Uh, I, uh, I believe you. Uh, I'm just I'm just waiting for them to call me for a personal appearance. I'll bring Sylvester J. Fox with me as a, as a bodyguard. Uh, we need to take a quick little time out, do a, a quick little ten-second legal ID thing, and then uh, we'll be back with Matthias. One second. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZFM, Holly, Fargo, Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo, Moorhead, and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. And we are back. Uh, so, uh, now, Matthias, I know that you're a big mu- uh, music buff, and I know that uh, you have a few of uh, David's albums. So, what do you have for our guest, David Pomerantz? We're on 89.1 Ken's FM. We have 22 minutes. Go ahead. Well, first off, I want to welcome you onto the show. It's always a uh, it's always a pleasure talking to somebody new about a different subject instead of like wrestling and all the time and whatnot. I mean, I love talking <laughs> about wrestling, but sometimes it's always nice to talk about something <laughs> new and introduce to somebody new. Um, I guess my main question to you would be, when was the point in your life where you you knew in your head that you made it? Like I was while I was listening to this podcast one time, uh, Chris Jericho's podcast and. He asked Gabriel Iglesias, and he, he looked down, and he said, this date right here, this time, 
when he played in Madison Square Garden when he was the headliner. Mm-hmm. For me right now, it was when I won the APW World Heavyweight Championship. That gave me the, the confidence mm-hmm. boost that, that I deserve to be in this business. So what was your, right. uh, you know, your top moment that you think, hey, I, I've made it, I'm going to go far, this kind of thing? And, David, you can't say that for no, sure because it would be too easy. <laughs> yes. Uh, first of all, Matthias, nice to meet you. Um, it, well, you know, at, there, was a, there was a moment. And I was, you know, I, aside from writing pop music and uh, pop records, I love musical theater. I love Broadway. And ever since I'm a little kid, I'm, I was just, uh, I just ate and drank and slept. Theater music just moves me, you know. And so I had a musical that I contributed songs for. I, I just put a few songs in this particular one. It's called Time. And it was in the West End of London. And uh, the, 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 cup, the few songs that I had in the show... One of them was sung by a Cliff Richard, who's a great singer. I don't know if you know Cliff, um, but it was it was um, spoken by in, in the most authoritative voice, Laurence Olivier, and there was a huge holographic head of Laurence Olivier on the stage in this enormous theater in the West End of London, and I had my parents on either side of me mother on left, father on right. And Laurence Olivier speaks my song, It's in Every One of Us, before Cliff sang it, you know, in the show. And I went, there it is. <laughs> there it is. And, uh, you know, I, we, dug, uh, we dug each other's hands into each other's legs, you know, my parents and I, watching that moment. That was a great moment, and it was one of the, the, those first big moments for me. Okay, cool. Uh, David Palmer, our guest yeah. here on 89.1 Kids FM. we got uh, 19 minutes. Uh, now, I want to introduce you to our, our, our other co-host. Uh, his name is Sylvester J. Fox, and uh, he's filling in for, well, he's I, he, he's here. Uh, what do you have for our guest there, uh, uh, Sylvester J. Fox? Maybe you can ask him about maybe uh, making you a theme song or something. Uh, uh, hi, that'd actually be a great <laughs> idea. Uh, I appreciate hey, it. Sylvester. David, thank you for coming on today. Uh, as the icon told sure. you, my name is Sylvester J. Fox, managerial extraordinaire. Do you have any experience with professional wrestling? You've watched it at all on TV. Like, what is your fond memories about professional wrestling? You, you can tell us about closing you with know, Ted I, Turner's football games. <laughs> exactly. I, I had have um, my my memories of wrestling was watching my grandfather watching wrestling. He loved wrestling. I'm from New York, right? So yep. he would watch Sunnyside Arena. And there would be these wrestlers. I don't know if your listeners know these names at all, but here they come. Haystacks Calhoun. Do you know who that is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah? Killer Kowalski. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. and, yeah, they used to be and, it was the AWA, the American Wrestling Association, was actually based out of Minneapolis, which isn't too far away from us here. In so, so that would have been our home region. Yeah. Ah. So. What you were watching oh, was based out of the Minneapolis area and, and oftentimes came uh, to, to Fargo, where we are right now. So that's awesome. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You wow. got you like Nick Bockwinkle. Is that uh, um, Greg Gagne? Are those some other names that you saw? Greg Gagne sounds familiar. Nick doesn't sound familiar. But, uh, yeah, it's, that, was, that was really great. And it really uh, was a bonding experience with my, my granddad, you know. 
because he'd be, he'd, be, he'd be so into it. He'd be watching these guys flying around the you know, the canvas, you know, and I'd watch my granddad watching him, watching them, you know. And, yeah. uh, so that's my that's my memory of of, of that wrestling. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I, I'm a manager. Uh, that means I um, look out for the betterment of my wrestlers that I escort to the wrestling ring. Wow. Um, and, no kidding. And, uh, wow. Yeah, wear suit and sunglasses, and and I'm and I'm there to support them. I like I like the spotlight. Wow. Okay. And uh, we. Oh have, really? We, <laughs> and we have wrestling, <laughs> wrestling promoter here in town uh, with Below Zero Wrestling who does amazing work mm-hmm. on the on the backside, right? He. He does all kinds of cool mm. graphics, videos, everything else, but he wants nothing to do with the limelight. So I'm getting to a point with my question here for you. So you have hints mm. that um, you sang yourself that are tied directly to you. You also have hits that you wrote for other people that um, are tied to the. What, what do you What do you prefer? What, what if I mean if you, I mean what, what, where where's where when your next hit comes out, would you prefer that it's with your name and that you have to do the interviews and that you have to do it, or would you prefer to just let your music speak for itself and let somebody else uh, have to answer those questions and do the performances and you just get to appreciate it? Yeah, well, you know, I, I had to kind of reconcile that a few years ago because um, because there were I was finding I had two careers and and it was weird. Because, you know, it's like, you know, which one should I should I promote, and which one should I, who should I be, you know? And then it, and I realized, of course, the the obvious answer is, you've got two careers, and I and I I admire songwriters so much, you know. I mean, the guys, you know, the the legendary songwriters, the modern songwriters. I love the whole business of songwriting. Probably like you feel about wrestling, you know. There's something about Something about it, the technology of it, the doing of it—that's fascinating. Where the where the clock on the wall just goes flying by. You know, you, I'm sure you know what I mean. You know, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, it does. And for me, it does with songwriting. So, so my regard for songwriting makes it okay for me and proud to be a, a songwriter. And then, in terms of the singer, well, I love to sing. And uh, like you, Sylvester, just said, you know, you love the, the, the spotlight. Me too. You know, and I love to get out there and, and hand bone it up and sing my very best, sing my heart out and get a response from the audience. And there's nothing that matches that. But it's just a different, it's a different itch. So sure. um, I'm very blessed to have kind of both of those uh, universes in my life. And, uh, and uh, yeah, like that. So they're, they're both equally valid. And a quick side note there, when uh, when we're in the ring, uh, I am actually a professional wrestler. Every time I walk out, oh. I'm the only one in the spotlight because I'm the man from every woman's dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, the 260-pound, <laughs> foot two muscle man. And if the Sylvester oh. J. Fox here is more than willing to escort me down to the ring, we're the ones that take the spotlight and we keep the spotlight. Nice. No matter if we're in the <laughs> nice. ring or if we're at the merch table or if we're yakking off to fans, we're always the ones that have the attention. Even on this show, Icon may be one of the hosts, but right now, this is me and Sly Spot right here. Right now, we're the ones in the spotlight. So they think. I got it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I just put the nail on the head, That's right? right. 
Hey, I mean, know, there's, life, there's a spot is, somewhere, so it might as well be on you, right? Well, you know what? You know what? Here's, this sounds maybe a little too philosophical, but I don't mean, mean it that way. Life is technicolor. You know, life is to be filled in. And, you know, you stand in this, just what you're describing, you know, that experience of, first of all, having the attention on you is one thing. And then there's this communication thing, because you've got people out there, and they're going, yeah, and you're going, woohoo, and you're having this, it's a communication, back and forth, back and forth. And there's nothing like it, right? I mean, it's... Absolutely. It's, it's, and it's, it's something, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a blast. And it's, it's, a, it's a celebration, is what it is. And the one thing that's good about that is uh, we're the bad guys, so we, we, we go out there and the crowd just hates us, but they always love to interact with us because we always give them back <laughs> the same stuff they throw at us, so it's always the best part. Yeah, I, I have to go fun. back after a match is over and, and, watch, and watch what happened because, honestly, you can't, you can't plan uh, because professional wrestling is, I mean, the crowd interaction is, is as important as anything. So uh, it's not so much like a you know a situation where it's, it's completely choreographed. Uh, if we choreographed every choreographed everything we did, it would uh, take all of the fun and entertainment out of the situation. So uh, the the fans mm-hmm. the fans dictate the match, and that's that's the cool and fun fun part about professional wrestling. Especially well, that, when they hate us and they want said. to fight us. Can I can I ask you a question? Actually, that's that's very interesting. Because I've always wondered. You say it's not all choreographed. Yeah, hey, you, can, you can do whatever you want because you're the man. You, you sang the perfect street <laughs> theme song. Go ahead. You can ask anything you want. Yeah, nothing, nothing's going to stop me now. Are you kidding? Whew. Anyway, what I was going to say is um, <laughs> I was going to say, so it's not all choreographed. So, so some of it, is, are, are these guys, are you guys actually getting hurt once in a while? I mean, is that happening? Yes. Uh, as experienced with me, I've been in the ring for about uh, 10 years now. I've been training and going and wrestling for 10 years. I have had a corpious amount of concussions. I think I'm at 10 now. Um, I have two permanently damaged kneecaps because I I can't even really bend very much, but I still do it because I'm in love with it. Um, and he also went through well, a, a uh, th- he had a thumbtack match where he had fifty thumbtacks driven into his back, and then he went through a table that did what? not break. Yeah, there. Uh, my opponent, oh. I was in, and Sylvester J. Fox was witness to this, and he didn't come help me, but that's a different story. Uh, my opponent yeah. was trying to put me through a table. I then reversed him with a big headbutt. He then decided to knock me out in the back of the head. And he decided to take a bag of thumbtacks and pour them on the table that was standing in front of me. And he just decided oh, to grab no. my limp body and throw me over him. And I landed on the table, which oh. didn't break. And I just landed on a bunch of thumbtacks. And the crowd went absolutely oh, ballistic. God. And I, <laughs> and I'm laying on the mat, you know, and, and the match is over. And all of a sudden, I sit up. And you just see a ton of tacks in my back, I'm bleeding, I'm covered in whatever the world it is, sweating or sweating, Mm -hmm. whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then I crawl to the back and and uh we just go back down there and you know it's just we 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 do it because we love it. And they always ask, why do you wrestle? Why do you go out there and put your body on the line? Why do you go out and manage people? Why why do you go out why Mm -hmm. are you in the professional wrestling industry at all? And it's like it's the same thing with like bands in, in the music industry. To me, it's my, it's my drug. It's my addiction. Right before the music mm-hmm. hits, 
I, I feel that energy, and I just I got to get that each and every day if possible. I want to have that feeling right before my music hits, and I go out there for a match. Nice. Totally get it. I totally uh, get it. That's awesome. David Palmer, I guess here we have uh, nine minutes left here with uh, David. I wish it was nine more years. He, you've been awesome, David. And uh, I, mean, I got to ask him one more quick question, though. Go ahead. So, so yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. You, you oftentimes, David, hear about writer's block in, um, you know, book writing or that sort of stuff. Do you, when you, yeah. I mean, when you have this pressure on you, like, oh, we need a, you know, a song for this brand new TV show yeah. called Perfect Strangers, like. Sure. I mean, how do you, how do you, like, give me the process you go through to try to, to try to go through this. I mean, do you ever get writer's block where you just got to walk away and, and come back? Yeah. Or like, g- yeah. give me the, give me the sure. psychology behind how you, how you start and, and complete a, a, a song. Well, I think, I think uh, the writer's block thing is it's kind of a generality that people use when they, when they can't push through something and they don't know how to. Uh, I do all kinds of tricks. One is to, like you said, I get up and walk away and take, you know, walk around and walk down the street and up the street and somehow, sometimes, bang, there it is. I'll take a drive. Now I don't push on it. I don't push hard on it. The other thing to do is sometimes when I have, quote, writer's block, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I want to say. So I'll, I'll, I I'll write also. down in longhand <laughs> well, okay. No, but you know what I mean? I mean, like when you when you have to put yeah. something in verse, you can't, you know, it's like everything's got a rhyme and there's a structure, blah, 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 like a, this song. But if you don't know who the character is, you know, is it me? Is it my friend? Who is it about? What am I saying? What's my viewpoint? So these things can contribute to writer's block because you don't know exactly what you're saying. So for me, instantly, when I get, oh, it's first of all, it's me, and it's about this relationship that I had, and it's my feeling that I feel badly that it didn't work, and I wish it had. And I, and all of a sudden, I go, oh, I get that, and I can write it. Bing, 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 bing. And and the the third thing, real quickly, the, the third thing is it's just stick it in there. That's the other thing. I'm sure any writer or any one or any of you guys, you know, you want to you want to uh, you know produce something, make something great. And it's not always easy, and you just keep your ass, excuse me, in the chair, and you, and you push through it. And, you know, I have many writer friends who are very famous people who have that problem. And those successful ones stick in there. And sometime, maybe three hours later, of writing terrible music <laughs> and crappy throwaway lyrics, all of a sudden, there it is. And you've got to be willing to, 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 stick, to stick around. So the writer's block is easy to handle uh, with, for me with those techniques. And it's not a big deal. You know? uh, David Palmer, I suggest we've we got, we got about the six minutes here with uh, David. Uh, before I ask you this next question, if our fans want to check out and see, you've got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, what do you got? All that stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely, I got a lot of, a lot going on up there. I, I got, and, and I got a million and a half followers for that. That's and they, all they got to do is type in your name to find it. <laughs> yes, that's right. You know, one thing okay. I, I do want to, to promote, which is a new thing, is um, I have a, a, also a podcast called Song Sessions, and I've been interviewing 
uh, some of my favorite songwriters. Some of them are like the legendary guys, you know. Um, you know, people from uh, Richard Marks to Melissa Manchester and Barry Manilow and you know, people I've worked with and such. But um, so when can also I co-host with guys. Pardon? When can I co-host with you? Oh, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. <laughs> but uh, we might have to wrestle for the microphone. Well, that, that sounds good. Uh, did you write one yeah, of Richard Marks' songs? But anyway, songs? But uh, I wrote with Richard. We wrote a, we wrote a song together called uh, um, "Somebody Took My Love." Uh, Kenny Rogers cut it, but uh, Richard's an old an old friend. I've known him since he's. Like, I love Richard long Marks. Like right here waiting for Isn't you. He's great. And that guy. He's great. Oh, his his yeah, he's got he's some of the greatest love songs ever, man. He's beautiful and he's a great performer too. You see him in concert. He's uh, uh, David Palmer is our guest here on 89.1 Kens FM. We got about the four minutes, but we might we might uh, we might stretch a little bit, David. I know I, I said we we're only going to be on a half hour, but if our, our next guest doesn't call right away, we're going to stretch a little bit because I have a few other questions I want to ask you. Uh, and for those of no you problem. who listen to the show, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era Monday Live Money, you like that. You go to uh, 89.1 Kens FM page, you like that. Do a ten dollar a month. Uh, Donation to Power of the Tower. Uh, we'll get you automatically qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, future guest, or current guest. Uh, would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways, David? Sure, of course. All right, I will send you the. Uh, I, I will text you the information to make sure you get it. Now, uh, you're you're also involved in a great uh, nonprofit organization that I, I want to spend a little time on, Operation Smile. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah, Operation Smile is something that's extraordinary, and not a lot of people know about it. Uh, you know, children are born all over the world with cleft palates and, uh, and deformed uh, uh, mouths, because, a lot, largely for malnutrition. That's kind of where a lot of that comes from. And in some of the third world com- countries, it's very deep and very, very serious business. It's, it's a, lot of, a lot of thousands and thousands of people, of kids, suffering from this so what happens is um, it's doctors from all over the world who go to places like the Philippines or um, you know uh, China or, or Africa or whatever and they give of their time these are surgeons now these are not just you know nice night just not just well-intended people which they are but they are really highly trained and they go in and they just operate on these kids for free and just knock out I, I, and I was in uh, one of the one of the hospitals uh, in Manila one time and saw them and they just have to have it down beautiful operation tremendous technology and they sew them up 45 minutes bang next 45 minutes bang next and they just and hundreds and hundreds of kids are are looking beautiful in short order and they've changed their lives and this is going on all the time operation smile and it was actually originated by someone in uh, in virginia and uh knew that there was a need for this and that's what it is so you know i've done fundraising concerts for them and such because they're so incredibly incredible everybody should donate you know, to them it's, it's the real deal you know and if someone wanted to donate, what would they have to do? Well, I suppose you go up on the website Operation Smile, 
and uh, and give them give them some money. Because awesome. again, uh, you know, the the uh, the doctors, it comes out of their own pockets. They just want to do this thing. Uh, David Palmer, that's our guest. We we got a, we we got a few minutes here left with David. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. and like I say, David, I, I I hate to keep going back to the theme song to Perfect Strangers, but uh, you know, my two favorite theme songs of all time will all, always be the theme song to Perfect Strangers and the theme song to The Dukes of Hazard. You know, at the end of the uh, at the end of the song, he says, uh, "I know my mama loves me." They keep showing my hands and not my face on TV. Uh, do you ever think I want to release that song, saying they 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 play my voice and not my face on TV? Do you, do you ever plan on releasing that? Wait, that, you said that Dukes of Hazard, that one. Well, yeah, you know, uh, or, the, or the other uh, on, well, you know, on Dukes of Hazard, when uh, you know, yeah. at the end of the the song, he says, uh, "I'm a good old boy. I know my mama loves me. They keep showing my hands, right, right. not my face on TV." Uh, you want to yeah, re-release the like Perfect Strangers theme song? Say they they keep showing <laughs> playing my voice and not my face. That's too funny. Yeah, we almost we almost made a record out of the Perfect Strangers song. We we actually we did it. It didn't get released. I don't know why, but it didn't. But uh, yeah, but it's a, it's worthy of it. It's a great song, like you said. It's really good. Song. Well, you know, um, actually, um, people can actually find this the song on CD um, through um, I believe it's called um, Cable Ready, where they have all the different theme songs from all the different TV shows. Oh, cool! And you can actually get it cool. there. And that's why nice. I bought it, as a matter of fact, because of that. Uh, we have uh, nice. David Palmer answer guest here. We've got uh, just a few more minutes. So, uh, David, let me ask you this. For uh, What advice would you give someone uh, like uh, an expiring uh, singer-musician uh, that's just starting out? What advice would you give them as they're starting out? Well, um, let me say this first uh, really quickly uh, about the song sessions, the interviews that I do. And it pertains to what you just asked me, and then I'll answer your question. Um, one of the reasons I do this podcast with these amazing writers, Alan Bergman, who wrote, uh, you know, uh, um, um, gosh, what is that? The Streisand thing. Anyway, it, it, you know, I mean, re- Paul Williams, I mean, Rupert Holmes, all these iconic, amazing writers, and they have so much to say. So I want to invite everyone to see song sessions. Uh, just, just type it in. Uh, songsessions.com and David Farmer's song sessions. Anyway, but now to answer your question, because I, I, a, a lot of the data that songwriters will want to know are in those shows. Um, I think, I think it's, it's the thing that you'd probably say about your professions, which is, you know, follow your passion, nah, 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 nah. It's true. It sounds cliche, but it's just true. You just do what you love and do it a lot. And, one thing I would say is do it a lot. If you're a songwriter or you're a singer or a performer, do it a lot. If you're a performer, play at school, play at bar mitzvahs, <laughs> play at weddings, play on the street. I did that. You know, open guitar, uh, open guitar case. People would throw in money. I did that when I started out. Just play. Just write. Don't think so much. Do it, do it, do it, do it. And you'll, find, and you'll learn all kinds of things about it. You'll see what works. You'll see what doesn't work. Because people tell you, you know, whether they tell you, tell you, or whether they just, you know, they'll give you an extra applause for that song. And you'll know, hmm, 
what did I do? You know, there's something great about that song. So that's the thing to do. You get out there and do it. And don't think about it and don't, not saying you shouldn't plan it, but don't get all hung up on the planning of it. Just go do it. And uh, your life will be full and you'll learn all about it. You know, it's funny how you mentioned that, you know, getting out and playing, you know, because, uh, you know, Sonny and Cher, you know, they started out singing in bowling alleys as Caesar and Cleo. I don't doubt it. Which is, in, I, is, which yeah. is interesting. That's right. She was Cleo. So, hey, Cleo so let me ask you this, uh, David, real quick. Uh, yeah. Are you are you currently touring? If, like, uh, if someone wanted to come and see you live, uh, what, what's your tour schedule like in the next, uh, well, for the rain era of 2022? Well, I'm not going to probably do a lot of touring in 2022. I'm going to start up again in 2023. Um, I just finished writing a musical, which just premiered in Portland, just. And we're, we're going to take it to New York and work on it from there. And that's, that takes a lot of my time. But we're starting to put, uh, to put things together for probably Christmas time after, and after Christmas. And then we'll go full, full bore. I also want to make a new record. And have and have something to promote. So that's also something I'm working on now. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, David. When you uh, when you decide to uh, put out a new album, we'd love to have you back on again. And we haven't scared you away too much. We we definitely would love to have you back on <laughs> again uh, to promote that. I really appreciate it. I would love to. I would love to. I'll definitely let you know. Uh, David Palmer is our guest here, and like I, I keep, I know I keep saying we only got a few minutes, but uh, for some reason our uh, I can't get a hold of our next guest. So, uh, what? Uh, right. uh, you know, we'll touch on this a little bit. I mean, we won't spend too much time on it because it was kind of definitely a depressing uh, issue. But, uh, yeah. uh, what did you uh, do uh, during COVID? How did that? Uh, how did that? How did COVID affect your career? Well, it, it well. First of all, there was no place to play for two years. That was one. Um, and uh, the, but the bright spot was is that we we did the song sessions interviews, which I wouldn't have done had I been out on the road. So something good could come of it. And uh, and then I, I did get COVID, which was not a lot of fun. I don't know if you guys ever got it. It's you don't want it. I know a couple of people that did. <laughs> it's yes. No, it's not any fun, boy. I tell you that. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. It, it gave me some perspective, you know, and when I was sick and I couldn't, I couldn't go anywhere and do anything. And I started to kind of get, uh, a, when I started to feel better, I began to really uh, realize that, that, that life was precious in a way that I hadn't before, um, you know, because uh, it, it can go snap, bang, you know, it's gone. And, and uh, when I came through it, I had more of a sense of that. So that was, I guess that was a good part of it for me. You know, I thought, you know, uh, I'm kind of glad I'm here. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't go. And uh, You're awesome, more David. To, more to do. You're, you're awesome, Thanks. David. You're very inspirating. Uh, inspirating? Inspirational, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Thank and you. Uh, I'll tell you what, David, we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule tonight. You have been so awesome. And, uh uh, like I say, we'd love to have you on again. Uh, hopefully you'll be able to send us a few uh, autographs for giveaways. We appreciate anything you can do. And uh, I'll definitely be in contact with you. And I promise to stop calling you at 2 a.m. I mean, look, uh, I have issues with um, 
you know, that time zone thing. Uh, you know, it may be six mm-hmm. here, but it may be two where you're at. So I, I, I have no mm-hmm. idea. I don't do the whole carry the one thing, so I do apologize for calling you that early. <laughs> no, you didn't. That's totally fine. And I really I really have had a good time, and I appreciate it. And I just want to Thanks. invite everyone to go to davidpomeranz.com, and that's not just the, you know, the, uh, the, the terrible promotion thing, because there's good stuff up there. And the song sessions uh, um, interviews are up there. So davidpalmerins.com, go up there and see some good fun stuff. And, and a couple of quick things: when, when, uh, when, sure. when do you? Uh, where can they find, uh, listen to your podcast? When do you usually uh, record it? And uh, did you like the collector's card that I made for you? Yes, the collector's card is great. It was really cool. Um, well, you go up to davidpalmerins.com slash song sessions, and there it is. Um, and then it's on YouTube, and it's on, uh, and uh, the the, uh, the audio is on Podbean and Spotify and Apple and all that stuff. It's kind of everywhere. You can find it. Awesome, David. You, you've been so good. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us, and uh, also you thank bet. you for being a friend. We appreciate you, David. Thank you. Well, you're awesome. Thank you very, very much, and I hope to see you again. Talk to you again. Awesome. Uh, David right, Palmer, well, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, hey, what a what a great, awesome interview, huh? I'd say so. Pretty interesting. Well, for some reason, I can't seem to get a hold of our uh, our, our guest. So uh, I've got quite. I've got an idea. If we're not if we're not going to talk to the next guest, there is one big subject I'd really like to talk about. All right. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, go uh, go ahead. Uh, you talk about. It. I'm going to try and get a hold of our our, our guest. Uh, well, what are you insinuating that you'd rather not hear what he has to say? Yeah, you're, yeah. What are you saying there? You're panicking, icon? trying to get a hold of the guest because Matthias says he wants to talk about professional wrestling, or what? Well, here's the problem, though. I I paid for this guest's time already. Oh, okay. oh well. Matthias will give you his time for free uh, right now. Yeah, what, yeah. He's, what he's got to say is prepaid. Well, well, well. Here's the deal, though. He gets paid in Pokemon cards, so you know, don't let that fool you. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what, you guys go ahead and talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. All right, sounds like a plan. So the one big thing that I thought we'd talk about tonight, since if we're not going to get a hold of this next guest, was Vince McMahon's retirement yeah. out of the WWE, officially retiring after God knows how many years. 90 years? No, maybe. It's just that was just after I saw that, I never thought. I thought, honestly, he was going to die in the chair. But, like, what is your guys' overview of the retirement. What did you guys think about it? Did it shock you as much as it shocked me? I uh, I saw a funny uh, Tony Khan. I never thought that, it would happen. Saying that he's now the longest running CEO and in, in current CEO in professional wrestling or whatever. Um, I I didn't I never thought it would happen. I certainly didn't think it was going to happen the way it appears that it's that it's happening. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of crazy. But I guess the easiest way to say it is we're living in 2022. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, now we got Triple H and uh, Stephanie taking over and whatnot. Um, I G- guess- gag me, please. <laughs> I, I also, I also saw uh, a couple of different professional wrestlers saying that there's been various times in their careers where uh, they were asked to do what was best for business for the sake of the company because of situations that they were in whether they were guilty or not guilty it just wasn't good for the brand and that they respected the bejesus out of him Uh, that that um it appears that that's the motive for why 
for why he's making that decision now. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, do you, so do you guys not believe with the allegations then? I, again, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't. The allegations is a completely different subject matter. The point of the matter is, is, regardless of whether he gets out of it completely legally or not, is irrelevant. The point is, is it's is is what's going on is not good for the brand right now. It's and, not. And so uh, he's appearing to do what's best for business for the brand for the company. And um, finally, and disassociating himself with it while he goes through what he's gonna what he's gonna go through. Absolutely. Well, why would get, giving the reins to Triple H be best for business, guys? Come on. You know you know how I feel about Triple H. Oh, we know how you feel. I mean, granted, I gotta say he did pretty well with NXT, but I honestly, being in the business now for as long as I have, I'm not really much of a WWE watcher anymore. I don't know about you guys, right. but. Um, Right now, it's like being, and now that they're going to turn to TV 14 again, I just don't know how big of a flip they're going to make from being in the Attitude Era to growing up and then going PG for this number of odd years, and now they're going to go back to TV 14. Like, are they going to have a few more swear words, or they're going to have maybe a blood drop every once in a while, or what? So it's like the the company's starting to change. Vince McMahon's gone. It's just... Just a strange, strange year for for wrestling altogether. I would have to say. Well, now you guys remember when McMahon got indicted, and uh, <clears throat> um, and uh, you know they they you know he was facing what five years in prison at the time during the uh, steroid trial. Steroid trial. You know that there's no way that he was not going to be involved some way, even from even behind bars. And they were talking about that. You don't think that he's not going to have uh, some kind of say, uh, even though he's retired? Well, uh, go ahead and slide. No, 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 oh, okay, no. I was going to say like, um, I mean, if he, was, I don't think he would, if he would have gotten, in, if he would have gotten arrested of and actually put in jail for the steroids, I don't, I think he would, I don't think he would have retired back then. But he, of course, you know, would have had to disassociate completely because, of course, he's buying bars. But right now, I don't think he'd. Even, I don't even think right now if he's going through all this stuff that he is, I personally wouldn't even want to try to be in communication with wrestling because I listened to Chris Jericho's podcast one time, and he said he talked to Vince McMahon, and Vince was like, and Chris Jericho could take any time off he wanted to. You know, he'd he'd work this so long, like back when he was uh, when he was his heel gimmick where he'd come out in a suit and stuff. He would. He talked about how one year he wrestled like 60 house shows and that was it. And he wrestled against Brody Lee and rest his soul and Cesaro. He would wrestle them on and off straight for 60 shows and then be done for the rest of the year. And he would just take time off like willy-nilly. And Vince would be like, ah, you know, Chris, I, I wish I could take time off. But, you know, if I did, you know, what could have happened? What could happen if I'm not over here watching the product or trying to help the product? So... I mean, I agree with Sly when now that he's got to deal with all these allegations and stuff, I think that would have been a smart move. And I and if I were him, I would stay away completely from wrestling altogether and just let his son-in-law and his daughter do what they need to do. And if by some reason he wants to have any sort of control later on down the road when all this is said and done, maybe they might bring him back every once in a while, but not put him back as the CEO role. And uh, uh, we are gonna. We do have a caller online. Uh, of course, you know I am kind of nervous about taking calls. Uh, we'll, we'll go to the caller in just a second. But you know, uh, Sly, you have been. Uh, have you met any of the McMahons? No, 
not personally. You, you have met Eric Bischoff, though. Oh, absolutely, yep. I inducted him into the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame's Wall of Champions here a few years back. Did you know that we're going to have Mrs. B on our show? I I didn't, but I, you saw that uh, Bischoff's coming to Moorhead uh, here in September, right? I did not see that. What, uh, what's that about? Uh, uh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You, oh, I was going to say, Blow Wrestling is hosting a show in Moorhead, Minnesota, September 17th, and it was just announced on BZW's uh, Facebook page that Eric Bischoff will be a part of the event. And uh, if you're any sort of fan of him or back in the day when he used to manage the, the brands and stuff, you better come over. It's going to be a big show. we got some big matches planned. we got some big ideas. I can't reveal anything, but uh, I know it's going to be – Pretty darn interesting. So when make is sure you that? Come up. September seventeenth. September seventeenth. Uh, you know, uh, I'll have to get a hold of uh, uh, what. Uh, what is the name of the promoter of Below Zero Wrestling again? Nick Stokey. Yeah, Stokey. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get him on the show again uh, before that. Uh, you know, because uh, you guys know uh, when we have independent shows that are in Fargo here in, in Moorhead, how many have I missed? Uh, ever I've never seen you at any single one. No. Oh, never. you're yo. Would you quit it? <laughs> would you stop? <laughs> I was gonna ask Sly though. Here, uh, unfortunately, his little guy. So there was this whole thing going around that Sly was picking his new Sly guy, where he was gonna manage the next person that was supposedly gonna win gold, and uh, he took the system out to uh, the ring to take on the BZW champion Jack Lizard at Wrestleversary. Well, that didn't turn out too well for the system. So, uh, do you have any uh, any uh, plans to get a new Sly guy, kick the system out since he lost for you, oh, get, get some gold oh, somewhere else? Oh, oh, oh. Hey, I mean, we're always looking to add new guys to the family, but we don't just kick somebody out of the family because they lost one match. Not to mention the fact that uh, your friend DeLorean Diggs uh, went and stuck his nose in a situation that didn't involve him and created the entire situation in the first place where I couldn't be there to, uh, you know, to watch out for my guy like I'm supposed to be, you know. Exactly. So, yeah. We have a common, we have a common enemy. We, you know, we, we, you know, I'm absolutely, I mean, you know, if you're championship material, as you're telling me you are, we can definitely uh, I hold, make things yeah. work I mean, down I'm a, in the future. I'm a current holder of two championship belts, and you know exactly which ones those are. And I'm looking at some BZW gold to my to my repertoire. And as you already know, Granny Hulkster does not appreciate either one of us. So I think a little <laughs> bit of a I think a little bit of a Sylvester J. Fox Matthias team up would. Uh, Really, uh, would really put the salt in her cookies. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, guys. Uh, let uh, as much as I don't want to uh, do this, uh, I, I'm I'm kind of hesitant about taking callers uh, because of what happened two weeks ago. Yeah, but, that was pretty brutal. What happened? Did you get spammed or what? Oh well, they were using. Well, this one guy called and he was starting to act kind of normal, and then he started talking about uh, very inappropriate things. So then we cut the call, and then Icon decided to take another caller who talked about uh, he who shall not be named in the business, as you already know, CB, and doing something in the Ooh. bathroom with him that was not Ooh. tolerable either. So as I've told Icon, I would very be much of screaming, uh, screening we're taking calls, and All if right. people really want to talk, do it in the chat. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Well, let's uh, uh, 9912, go ahead. Keep it clean, please. Sylvester J. Fox. 
You may think Uh-oh. that you were able to get rid of me by paying off Icon and Matthias by trying to keep me off this show and becoming the new co-host. But you are yeah. You better so cut this call. This, is, this person's inappropriate. I can already do tell. Do not know. Do not interrupt me, Sly. I've got Lick. something very important to say. By becoming this new co-host, and you are so very sadly mistaken, because guess what? Granny Holster is back, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it, because I will never quit Attitude Era Live Monday Live, and I am still co-host of this show, Mr. Fox, which means you and your services are no longer needed here, because, you know, I guess you paying off the money to them, I guess you just wasted your time with that. And I've got one more thing to say to you, Sly, because of what you oh, have done uh-oh. to me this, by trying to take like my spot on this show. I and no, 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 no. I am not finished with you yet. You let me talk. I am talking now, and you will listen. Because what you have done to me and trying to take my spot on this show, I have a wrestler coming to your next event to teach you a very painful lesson not to mess with Granny. Whew. Boy. Whoa. Yeah. That is, that that sounds like a threat. Is that legal, Devon? Maybe you need to cut the call, Icon. Well, uh, Granny, uh, who is it? Can you tell us, or is it going to be a mystery? Well, all I can say is, Sly, that is for me to know and you to find out. But I will say this one thing to you, Mr. Sylvester J. Fox. He's closer than you think. Managerial extraordinaire. He's closer than you think. That's all I'm going to say. Raiders! That was a big swing, by the way. He's closer to me than he is to you? No, she said he's he's closer closer than you think. He's closer than you think. That's all I'm going to say, Sylvester J. Fox. That is all that I'm going to say. So I don't get to come back next week? Is that what you're saying? Yep. That's what I'm saying. Because your services are no longer going to be needed. Where have you been? The icon says he hasn't been able to get a hold of you for like a month. I have had very personal issues to deal with, but that is none of your concern, Sylvester J. Fox. All I'm telling you is Granny is back, and that's the way it's going to be. Well, I guess it is what it is. I, I, I mean, if you, if you, if, if the icon, if you're choosing to bring in, you know, a has-been like Granny Hulkster, uh, you know, when she, when she abandoned you, on the show, but I mean, Matthias and I are sitting here, and we seem to, you know, have a th- good thing going on together here. So I guess this is going to be decision time. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, I, I don't think this uh, this this feud started uh, a long time ago between you and Granny. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, although uh, we're all well, you two aren't friends, obviously, but Granny's my friend, and Sly is my friend, and Matthias is my friend, but uh, uh, we know for some reason, uh, Matthias and Sly, that uh, Granny doesn't really think very highly of either of you. Uh, so um, 
uh, I would I would be careful if Granny decides to bake you guys a cake or something uh, or cookies. <laughs> I, I just I don't understand what her issue is with this. Anyways, I mean, I, ever since I to, I told her what the way life is, which is survival of the fittest, right? You do whatever it takes Absolutely. to win. Yeah. Gold, prestige, money, it all comes with being the champ, having the spotlight on you. I, I really just don't understand. I've never been able to figure out what her issue is, but... Well, Granny, let me ask you this. Is there any way that this relationship can ever patch itself up? I don't know. I don't know. You you know how I feel about the heels and people that like to cheat and interfere in matches when when they don't aren't supposed to be interfering, you know. I you know how I feel about that icon. And you know, and so I what? will Okay, I I'm going to say this one thing. I'm going to say this one thing before I finish tonight. I will explain my actions next week of where I have been. Now, Mr. Sylvester J. Fox, if you would just like to call in for a few minutes next week so you can hear the reasoning behind why I have been gone for the past month, I will share that with you Icon, Matthias, and all of our listeners out there, because, you know, Sly, I do know that a lot of listeners have been missing Granny Bean on this show. You know, I I do talk to people, Sly. I have connections, and I do talk to people, and I do know that people have been very much missing me on this show each and every week, but I will explain my actions next week when I come back right. on the show well, it, it, that, that kind of sounds like an egotistical thing. I mean, I, you're here right now. No, it is not an egotistical thing. I assure you, when you hear what I have got to say, you will understand why I have been gone for the past month. Well, right. well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I got a sly idea. Well, hold on a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. So, everybody, uh, we have 20 unless, minutes left unless, of our show. Unless you all, unless you all want to hear about it tonight. I mean, I don't have no, to no, wait no, no. next well, week. No, we're, we're going we're gonna to save this we till got next week. Minutes. Let's do it. No, we're, we're going to save this till next week uh, because uh, we want uh, fans to uh, tune in uh, as the like stands to the hourglass. So are Sly and Granny. Um, and, uh, I, I know, um, you know, I got to let you know something, Granny, before, uh, we started the show, uh, Sly did ask about you. He said, whatever happened to the little lady from Pasadena? Uh, so, um, you know, I, I just want to, uh, do that, sure. but I'll tell you what. Sure. Sure. I, I mean, it, you know, the, obviously you, you've heard that the sponsorships have doubled, that the listenership has doubled here in the last, uh, week since I uh, got involved with, with, with the show. But, you know, if, if you want to come back and tell your story and everything, I'm sure all the new listeners would love to hear hear about uh, our granny's uh, woes and issues and sob stories and all that good stuff. And there is no sob story to it. I have been a very busy person this past month, and everybody's going to find out next week what... I have been doing. And I've got quite the slyest of an idea. 
if Granny is threatening that a wrestler is coming to our next... Pun intended? Yeah, exactly. Since Granny is threatening that there is one of her wrestlers coming to our neck of the woods... Hey, our I neck didn't of... say it was one of my wrestlers. I just said I have a wrestler. I didn't say right. it was one of Granny's wrestlers. I didn't well, say that enough. Messiah's. I just said... Fair enough. I fair have enough. You a have... wrestler. You have a wrestler coming to our neck of the woods at our next event. Well, I just so happen to have gotten a hold of a promoter next to where you are in Ozark Mountain Wrestling. And, oh, uh, down at Arkansas. And uh, he wants North Dakota's number one heel to come down and work for him. And uh, Matthias just I might have a little... Wait. Matthias might have a little trick up his sleeve and have a little bit of a managerial extraordinaire join him down to the ring. Well, maybe you know he'll be what? double the trouble. That would be that would be perfect because you know what I have been wanting to give you and Mr. Sylvester J. Fox so much grief for however long now. I can't wait to make that to see that happen. And trust me, so, Granny so you will can be clear there. Up your front row, and get... front row. No, 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 no. I don't. I will not have to clear up my schedule for that. Trust me, Granny will be there, front row, ready to do what I do best for Ozark Mountain Wrestling. So bring and, it on, uh, boys. The, if you think the, you the both are man is... enough to show up in Arkansas, bring it on. The, the other thing is, Granny, we definitely want to, We still want to get you down uh, to Fargo here. Uh, because there is one little gentleman that's waiting to see you. He's been waiting to see you for a long time. And you know I who know, I'm referring I to. Know he, I, I, know, I know who you are referring to, Icon. The heels shoot first. We're coming to Arkansas. Yep. Well, whatever. Well, Bring it on, boys, if you think you're man enough. Well, I'll be I'll ready tell you for what, you. Danny, we, we, will, uh, we will talk to you next week, uh, and uh, I guess uh, you'll take your... Uh, uh, spot back on my left uh, on my left uh, next week. Wow. Uh, until then, Granny, we love you, and we'll talk to you then. All right. Okay. So she goes MIA for a month, and all of a sudden she calls in on the show. You don't even know it's her calling, and she just gets her spot back just like that. Think about all the sponsorships and all the new listeners that have come along since well, you dropped her dead weight, and now they're going to drop you about as hard as. Well, I, I she dropped you. Well, I understand that, but when the, when the uh, when the when the call comes in one 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 one, you know it, it's obviously you know it's a uh, a Skype call, so I, that's why I didn't recognize the number. Okay, okay, but I mean I think Sylvester J. Fox and I we we could do a show yeah. all our own here. We're 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 holding we're holding down the fort, and I mean. You know, Granny's got her little, her little, her little spot there on the rowboat. But I mean, so that's Jen and I. We're 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 captaining the Titanic here. We're we're setting sail. Okay. I think the show can uh, can skyrocket with us here. All right, I'm I'm going to announce this right now on September 12th. We're going to have Nick Stokey on uh, as a co-host. Uh, and I know, <laughs> Granny, no, uh, Granny, don't call back. Uh, it's still your spot. Uh, but uh, we're also going to have Lori Bishop on that day. Oh, so I mean, it, it fits in perfectly. Perfect, yes, absolutely. You know? So then we can, yeah, I mean, we can have, we can supposedly have 
Granny's Wrestler. I mean, she says she has a wrestler coming for us, so we will not only we'll not only talk about the match coming up on September 12th, we'll also talk about Eric Bischoff. We'll destroy her wrestler, whoever it may be, and I will help if he doesn't face me, if he faces Sly's guy, and then we're going to go down to Arkansas, and we're going to embarrass Granny Hulkster, and then she could talk about it all next week on the radio show. Uh, now, let me ask you this, uh, Matthias. What if it's uh, machismo? <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's Machismo, I mean, he won't. We we've already talked about me and Machismo. I mean, he kind of as soon as he saw what I was doing. I mean, I not only did I knock him out three times with a baking sheet, I attacked him from behind. <laughs> well, actually, no, we got a complicated history about that because I remember at the very first Puffamania show that Icon and Sly were at, I decided to attack El Machismo from behind. Because I was promised by a certain somebody to get a shot at the Fargo title against Rock Solid Ross. And after I choked out Machismo with my chain, I crawl into the ring. And uh, all of a sudden, Rock Solid Ross gets a little bit of advantage on me. Knocks me clean to the floor. And all of a sudden, I hear ding, ding, ding. And Mr. Sylvester J. Fox took my Fargo title from me at the first Puffamania show. Uh, now, now, hey, didn't you also lose your spinner that night, too? I did. So not only did I lose a title that was soon to be mine, I lost a very special part of my collector's chain. But you know what? That's all set out the window. We're here now, but I still want that shot at that Fargo title. Well, Sly, can we make that happen? Uh, you know, the, the Fargo title, Fargo championship is, is retired. It's hanging on the wall. Uh, in my office, I, you know, I, I, think about it this way. You've got all these opportunities for our, for all this other gold. I mean, don't you want to go after those? At the end of the day, I am the greatest Fargo champion of all time. I've held it more times than I can even count. And at the end of the day, it, it had its good run. But, you know, it, 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 you know there's, there's plenty of other gold out there, brother, for you to head after. Yeah, I mean, currently reigning as a Diamond Champion and a World Champion. All next will be the BZW Championship, followed by after I beat whoever her wrestler is, and I go down to Arkansas and I take the Ozark Mountain Championship, I will be drowning in gold. You're going to ride home on a Razorback from there, uh, aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely. So, so <laughs> let, let, let's go over this real quick. Now, uh, he just said, Sly, yeah. that I hear this, he just said that, uh, the event that uh, both Sly and the Icon were at where he lost the title and he lost his spinner, right? Yep. But not 15 minutes ago, he said he's never seen me at an event. So which is it? No, you said BZ Dub in the Fargo events. I heard that, and you haven't seen it. We talked about how you were at the first ever Puffamania event where I decided to beat down El Machismo and start something until he ran away. I saw you in the middle of the ring trying to stop me and Machismo from fighting. And then when Mr. Puffster decided to make his voice known, then you started to cheer for us to fight. So you were kind of – but I remember exclusively on the TV show or on our radio show the week before, you said you were on my side. But then you stopped us from fighting and then wanted us to fight. So you got to pick your side here, man. Are you on Machismo or are you on Matthias's side here? Well, you know, I'll tell you, there is uh, um, uh, – well, you guys are, are both friends of mine. Uh, you know, here's the thing. Everybody says that you, you you should never be friends with, well, Granny would say this, that you should never be friends with heels or whatever, but there, there there's a difference. I, um, 
I go back to Star Wars. There is good in him. I don't know where it is, but <laughs> there's good in him. Uh, we're on 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, we have uh, about five minutes left before our uh, theme song uh, uh, is played, uh, our outro. Now, uh, just so everybody knows, uh, uh, we're coming up on our year anniversary. We actually launched the show on 89.1 Ken's FM uh, August 9th. Uh, of 2021, uh, so this is 89.1. So we launched on 8 9, the not the the number one show in my mind. So 8 9 1, so the, all the stars align. And uh, next week we're going to have the owner of the station on with us for a brief time, and we have a uh, we all got together, uh, Granny and Matthias and myself. We all got together and we bought uh, our boss a gift. And we're going to present that to him uh, next week. Uh, and uh, if anybody ever needs any any advice on how to uh, fix anything uh, in radio, uh, for a fee, of course, uh, Barge Engineering is the guy to call. Now, uh, real quick here, uh, Matthias, we heard what your schedule is. Uh, what, do you, what else you got coming up with, uh, Sly, so people can come check you and boo you? Yeah, well, uh, currently set, I... Have I was originally scheduled. I will be now going to August 5th for West Wrestling Gone Wild in Chisholm, Minnesota, followed by I was supposed to go to Indiana on the 14th, but unfortunately that fell through. So my current schedule follows as August 27th in Wisconsin for All Out Pro Wrestling. I am their heavyweight champion, my first title defense, which I will successfully retain and talk all about next show, that show. And then the September 2nd and 3rd, I will be also in Wisconsin for the same promotion. September 9th and 10th, we have... Puffamania in Minot, the double header, so make sure you look in for that. September 10th will also be held by Below Zero Wrestling. I can't remember exactly where that show, I think that's Rumble on the River uh, in Fergus Falls, so you can either come to a Puffamania show in Minot or Fergus Falls for Below Zero. The 17th will be my highlight in Below Zero Wrestling, where I'm not only going to embarrass Eric Bischoff, Whenever he makes a surprise appearance, I'm going to talk his ear off in the ring, and maybe maybe he'll come to blows with me. And if not, I'm going to destroy Granny's supposed friend of a wrestler that's going to come and try to beat me and Sylvester J. Fox down. I've got his back for that. Then we got September 24th. I'll be in Wisconsin again. November 12th, I go to GLCW. And the 25th, I'll be hitting up EWI for my supposed return as Diamond Champion at the Baymont Inn in Mandan, North Dakota. And Sly, what do you got going on? Wow, I don't got nearly as much going on as this guy. I mean, look, you see, you heard all those different promotions he's working for. That's pretty impressive, Icon. Well, yeah, but what do you do? Time to get to the studio to visit you anymore, or what? Well, hey, now, now here's the deal. I still own the moniker, uh, uh, the Modern Nightmare. I still own that. The only thing on this show that I do not own is Granny Hulkstar. I, I own the icon. I, I, I own the name. I own Modern Nightmare. I own Big Swing. I own all that stuff. But uh, Matthias cannot just uh, stop uh, coming because uh, if not, it's going to be you. I'm going to take you in. Uh, and then I know that this show will get canceled because of you and Granny going back and forth. Well, I would actually say that would be a lot more impressive because then you'd have two people going at it nonstop that can talk our, talk their ears off. So if we don't ever have a guest that decides, hey, I want to cancel my, my invention on the show or my uh, appearance, you always got the guests there or the hosts that are ready to go tongue to tongue. But if Sylvester J. Fox, when I eventually hopefully become a sly guy, because as Sly always says, 
Fly guys get gold. Then I will be. Uh, I will. Ma- I'll let him especially appear for me every once in a while, holding one of my beautiful belts. And then we will uh, continue on, and I'll go to other states and win belts there, and we'll be drowning. We'll be drowning in championships. Oh, that's and I, that's uh, what I love to hear. That's what I love to hear. I mean, sometimes my guys need me to be with them in a presence. Sometimes they just need me to get the situation booked for them so they can go out there and, and do their thing. I mean, you know, uh, being a manager is, is more than simply escorting uh, the, the gentleman to the ring it's, or, or gentlewoman. It's, it's about being a family. It's about having each other's back. It's about uh, the psychology. It's about, you know, doing whatever it takes for everybody in the family to, to, to win gold and to be the best because, like you said, there's one spotlight, so we're going to be in it. And that's and that's just that's just the way it is. And uh, so, what do I got? Go- I got coming up. Obviously, I got the uh, below zero on September 10th that he was talking about in Fergus Falls. Um, what about September 17th? You gonna be at that one? I we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Because the icon's gonna be at that one. Yeah. Well, obviously, now that you know that your buddy Bischoff's gonna be there, maybe his wife's coming too. You'll have to ask her when you host her on the show. But yeah, uh, Mrs. B, have you ever heard their podcast? No. A- Eighty-three weeks. No, I've never. No. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess I have a sheltered life then, because when I work, uh, when I work the uh, overnight shift at my weekend job, one of my other six jobs, all I do is listen to wrestling podcasts. And no, for people that are asking, I do not listen to me on replay. I do not like hearing the sound of my voice. And oh, uh, Sly, there's no, a question. Neither is anybody else. Yeah, there's a question. <laughs> yeah, there's a question here in the chat room. Uh, so your name is uh, Sly right now. Uh, when you were in high school, was your nickname Pick Him Last? That's a question in the chat room right oh. now. Uh, no, no, my my name was never was never uh, was never Pick Him Fast. But I, I no Pick Him Last. Oh, Pick Him Last. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's, we got we got about asking that in the chat. Uh, it looks like uh, uh, Amanda. Oh, ha ha ha. Yeah. Amanda associated with Mr. Delorean Diggs. I suppose yeah, she, exactly, I, exactly, Miss Delorean. Oh, I suppose shit. she tuned in because she wanted to hear the interview with the mm-hmm. with the Delorean right. children. Wow. Yeah. Okay, and we were talking all bad about her future husband. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I see. I yeah. see. We we got a little connection yeah. here. Let's go. Well, you guys, we got about uh, sixty seconds. I'll well, tell you, you attacked me after a show at. At our last Blow Zero show, but that's yeah. a whole other well, story for another time. And we, I'll we, talk we, about that next week. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. we got about 60 seconds before our theme song plays. Uh, for everybody that knows, I'll be uh, checking our Facebook page, Attitude Era, for who's coming up next week. Uh, that usually drops on uh, Thursday night, Friday morning. Uh, Sly, thank you for uh, your uh, your appearance tonight. Uh, and if uh, Granny has her way, it's going to be your only one. But uh, we'll, we'll have you back because... I you know, see different. Uh, I see different too, because I can't wait to find out who this wrestler is, and I, I guess I wouldn't want to be in your shoes. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, I can give you some advice. Whoever her wrestler is, go to Walmart, buy a cheap pair of boots to shake in, and then come back and talk to us. All right, I'll tell you what, everybody, uh, we got we got to go uh, until next week, uh, Monday, uh, every Monday, nine to eleven p.m. on eighty-nine point one Ken's FM. Until next week, be safe, love each other, care for each other, and we'll see you all next week. We love you. You think you think you know me?
Cause I was